All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Everybody Relax Podcast, facilitated by your boy, Lice Clinical Social Worker and Neighborhood Therapist, Trey, back for another episode of More Than My Credentials series. Now, I have one of my favorite guys, one of my good friends out here on this podcast this time. We call him, his name is Dr. Herman Pryor, but we like to call him Dr. Hip. My man, how you feeling? What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. How you feeling? Blessed, man. I'm blessed. I appreciate uh, having this fellowship of time to spend with you once again, man. Uh, you know, it's always about when we link up, man. And so it's Friday, uh, Friday, as they say. And uh, <laughs> I don't think I would rather be any other place than right here doing what oh. we get ready to get into, man. Oh, that's humbling. That feels good. That feels great. That feels amazing for me, man. Yeah, man. So listen, uh, tell the people who you are, what you're about, what you do, and where you're from. Uh, I'm Dr. Hip, as my man Trey has stated. Um, I'm a servant, man. I like to start off with, always with that. I'm a servant uh, and just humble and blessed to be alive and doing what I'm able to do every day. But um, I also am the founder and uh, founder consulting of Hip Enterprise LLC, which is a coaching consulting firm based in Washington, D.C. Um, I support a lot of organizational development initiatives, working with local and federal government throughout the D.C. area. Also doing individual uh, coaching sessions for folks that are looking to tap in, you know, tap into their talents, assets, uh, direction, futures, you name it. Um, it's a beautiful space to be in. Um, I was a therapist myself for a number of years prior to kicking off my, my entity and um, again, when I talk about being a servant, that's what it's been. That's what it's been. I think I've spent my journey to date figuring out the what's and how's about how it's supposed to look, and just want to talk about that today in terms of like that process being okay. You know, not having it all figured out, but trusting yourself enough to try, go, do, be, become. You know, and so that's me, man. Um, I, 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 I I like to say I'm not just a jack of all trades. Uh, I like to think that I'm a master of progression because for me, it's about progress you know not perfect or perfection but progress and so in this work that i'm doing and um look to continue to do that's what it's all about trying to find new ways to partner build educate myself while hopefully being able to tap in and educate others absolutely now now we met in 2017 right at the byob um conference 2018, 2018 actually 2018 okay yeah so um because never came into interaction, but, you know, it was all on the same panel. Thanks to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan um, with Christian, Rashawn and, and me and you as well. And, you know, talking about mental health in the black community. And that's when we first all met. And it was just like a seamless fit and seamless process. And I always love those opportunities where, like, I meet people and we just automatically click. And so as I'm sitting on a panel, right, I'm the, the new young gun and I, I got Chris. Matter of fact, I'm doing I'm interviewing Christian later um, and I'm trying to get Rashawn on, too. But I'm sitting on this panel. I'm looking at looking at y'all. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, you know, these are some certified like hitters like they've been out here and I'm trying to you know position myself with y'all. But um, I really enjoyed that time. And we clicked and like really just I think probably made one of the best. I think workshops out of that whole thing, um, but it was just. Let me, a, let, me, let me say, you real humble, dude. So I'm, I'm gonna just stop in your tracks for a second, and let you know that. Real talk for me, what I've learned, brother, is in this health industry, particularly like years go by like dog years, right? You don't really even count. You just you just hitting it. You're doing it. And mm -hmm. when I actually got approached for that panel, like it was really like 
I was honored because I'm like, you know, yeah. whether you felt like you were beginning or not, when, when I say that I'm a servant, like I serve every day in terms of the spaces that I go in to occupy, I don't know them. So I'm humbled to be in them and I embrace the energy and frequency that are in those spaces. And so meeting you, meeting everyone else that was on that panel was a new experience for me. I think we should mm. get that sometimes. That like, yeah. Also, how long you've been in the game or not? Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know your vibe or frequency. You know, whatever right. you were able to deposit to the people that were listening and to me, that was a win for me. You know, right. so I just need you to understand that as you always seemingly downplay <laughs> your spaces in those spots. We are all as only we are all are going to be um, as good as our experiences. Yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of our. Yeah. Topic is today, our credential. So I just needed to plug that real quick so that you understand that what you were doing then for even being invited to be on that, you got to let mm -hmm. that reflect as something that's obviously good because you were there. Right. And Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was it was a great time either way. I think, like I said, you know, just in working with you guys and just getting to know you guys and I really finding people who were just as passionate and just as and, and saw this lens of mental health or saw this lens of the field and the work deeper than just oh, we're going to do therapy, we're going to do this, that, and the third. No, we, we're taking it beyond the clinical room. So that was our experience, man. I really enjoyed it. And we've been connected ever since, doing events, talking, kicking it, or whatever. So let me ask you this, though, Hip. What, when do you decided to pursue this journey into this field of mental health or you know counseling? What, what prompted you to get into that? And then we're going to kind of transition to as far as the other things you do. I must have been like 17, I think, when I knew I would be in the helping profession, you know, just being someone, you know, I'm from the South originally, and so I'm a pretty big family, and, you know, Black families in the South, you know, there's dysfunction, there's a lot of stuff happening always that whether we can recognize or identify it or not, you know, I was just hip to that, no pun intended, right? I was just <laughs> hip to uh, things that are going on around me, and like, you know, I would have, you know, friends and so forth in my neighborhood that I would just always be an ear. You know, and I, I recognized that at 17, 18 years old, I had other aspirations and things that I wanted to do, but um, it wasn't until I was about 21 that I finally yielded to it. And I got serious about, you know, getting into, you know, the psychology field and things of that nature. But, you know, I knew very young that, that I had something, you know, what it was. I couldn't channel it. I couldn't shape it, but I, I was yielding to it, you know, and, and providing myself to be available spaces. And um, it's almost like you get marked by something, you identify it and, you can't shake it, but you stare, but you don't know what to do with it. And so right. that's that's kind of like when I knew and how I got into the space of realizing that ultimately I I would become something. Because truth be told, G, like when I when I graduated, well, I got into college, uh, my four-year institution on a vocal performance scholarship, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. And so I initially wanted to be a business major. Uh, my mom, she's a cook in the South. And, you know, any son who was trying to think about getting getting your family out of the hood and things like that, you're thinking about what can I do? You know, I want to get, yeah. get her a business, buy her a house. And so for me, I was like, I'm going to go to school for business. You know, I, 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 my mind works strategically a little bit. And I think I like setting this up for her. And so um, that didn't work out in terms of like the direction I was going into. And so I, I found an opportunity as far as this uh, music major program. And I, I auditioned and I, I got a scholarship. And so I was, uh, so you say, <laughs> uh, you know, I dabble, man, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what more, what more can you do hip? 
uh, live, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, those are homegrown skills, man. You know, you, again, I'm, I'm one of nine. So it's kind of like, you know, when you got, when you're young, you got to create things to do, you know, and so music and things like that, that was always in the house. And so we just capitalized and a lot of those things are homegrown where, you know, I didn't go any professional training and things like that, but I just went to the audition with what I knew how to do. And right. by the time though, I was very clear on how I could do it, you know, because that's right. all I do, you know? And so, Again, going back to those homegrown skills of another lane of where you can actually have ability and shine and trusting it. You know, I didn't say, oh, no, like, no, no, no. That's how I got into college. That's how I got a full ride for the first year I was there until I realized that the school I was going to, the music program was in my flavor. You know, I, I, I wanted to get into like jazz and R&B and things like that. And it was just like real classical and things like that with PWI. So, you know, it was what it was. But um <laughs> that made me switch my major because I was already a junior, made me switch my major to psychology because I always thought you could get an undergrad in counseling and you couldn't, right? So psychology was the next best thing. And when I tell you, I took like two classes. I was on a timeline trying to finish on time, but I I took like my first two classes in psychology and I fell in love. It was like Mm -hmm. therapy for me sitting in class. Like real life, these were the thoughts. Oh, this is the simpleton explanation I needed to try to understand the why to this oh oh so I immersed myself into <laughs> four years of coursework into two years <laughs> like full on you know I think my last semester in college had like 24 credits man because Sheesh. I was to finish on time and so yeah. um but because it wasn't work for me like I was embracing that journey of life wow this is who I am wow like I understand my mindset and if I understand my mindset I can definitely help people understand theirs. And I thought, I just threw myself into it. And it was like, I felt like I was on a continuum of a ther- therapy session, understanding my own life. So by the time I graduated, and I said, it wasn't hard for me. Those classes were the easiest things I've ever done because it was mm. like me tapping to who I was becoming. So that's kind of how I started into it, man. Uh, um, everything after that is subsequent to like, of course you can get a bachelor's in psychology, whatever, what, what you're gonna do with it, right? So you're gonna go get a master's in counseling. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Did you now even with that on that journey, were you able to like, all right, so you got the bachelor's, you're like, okay, I know I need to get the master's going to counseling. Did you see yourself as a therapist um going forward? Did you see yourself of all these roles that you're doing right now in that journey process? Hey, what happened? So the real skinny of it is when I was in high school, this was planning to see for this whole field thing for me. Um, I went to like a mixed high school and realizing that when you went to the guidance counselor in my high schools, the black kids would be given a counselor and we would have our appointments and we weren't being talked to about college. Yeah. We were being asked about our day, um, how class was going. Um, subsequently going into those same offices, seeing a white kid leave out of those offices and realizing that they're, they're uh, checking up on their college applications. They're yeah. checking off yeah. the list for things that are responding back and seeing that counselor work with that person versus just do a post with the minorities. That's what triggered me. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna become a counselor, I'm gonna come back to these high schools and I wanna make sure like my people that look like me get the same opportunity. That's what really what planted the seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but things turn like once you kind of start going through the process, like me going, me not thinking I was gonna go to college actually, um, getting an opportunity where I was, you know, in college, find myself there and realizing that now I'm here, I got to figure this out type thing. And so the creativity and pivoting started occurring until I landed on an op- I landed on a chance to tap into a natural skill to see that would work for me. And it did. And that's how I got into like the, 
at the university I started going to. And the, I got in through the vocal because that was a natural thing. And then that took me into psychology, you know, and then ultimately finishing up, realizing that I, I can't get work that will pay me well um, <laughs> with the bachelor's. The psychology, like I, I could go work for agencies and be a support, whatever, and all those things. But, you know, my mindset never really worked like that. I always see myself enterprising or uh, supporting enterprises. And it was one of those things where it's like I had to push myself to more. You know, I didn't feel like going to school for more. But, you know, that was the that was the, that was a process like mo most of us. You know, you're in a healthy profession that you're going to get that because whether you want to practice or not, what else are you going to do? Right. Can't do nothing else with it. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah. So in um in that aspect, moving towards what you do now, because like I said, you do the coaching aspect. You don't. You're necessarily you. You said you were was a therapist doing therapy work with the licensure, but then you let it lapse because you felt like there was those those bounds that you know we gotta abide by these rules, these ethical guidelines, this licensure stuff, insurance, yada yada yada. All this stuff's going on right now. And so now you have created your own lane, whether it's, you know, doing an equity coach, coaching aspect of that, contracting with the government, doing like, I think he was doing like IT tech class or something like that, or development on that. Building the infrastructures around professional development. Okay, yeah. Explain <laughs> that because, and you have the doctorate education. Like, I don't think I never got a chance to ask you the, the depths of what's the thinking process behind tapping into these different lanes and avenues because you are more than my credentials you're, you're a walking embodiment of that so so explain to me that process of transitioning from therapist to the this coaching role and then building up these infrastructures on the side as well if you hip enterprises yeah i'll start by saying you are as you are as only as gifted as you allow yourself to be so what that means is the things that you naturally acquire and the things that you acquire along the way, you have to find a place to put those things. Because if not, why acquire them? You know, I always try to just connect the dots for people. Like, it's real simpleton for me. Like, you know, your degrees, your credentials, you know, if you can check off the list for the why as to why you got those things, awesome. If you're still twilling your thumbs trying to figure it out, that's not a bad thing either because you're still thinking about progress. But you have to find out, I always like to use a pie analogy. On your pie, where do these things fit? You know, and that's a real experience with yourself because you got to check yourself. You got to see if I wasted time. You got to see if I wasted money. You might not like some of the results or the time spaces that you've been occupying that may not have panned out. But ownership of greatness starts with you acquiring your own uh, either guilt or realization of where you are. And that is what I find with most people is the hardest challenge. So for me, I just dive in, bro. Like, um, yeah. like coming from the South, like, you know, being one of nine and not having a lot of opportunities laid out for me, I had to tap into my own self and say, you know, what do I have? And I start there, you know, in terms of like putting that out there, really thinking about in my own mind, if I'm gonna go to school to get a degree, hmm, I don't come from money. Hmm, right. I don't have a silver spoon or a trust fund. I gotta make this work. <laughs> right, <laughs> Which right. That's opening my mind up to channeling different pathways to not just saying like, like when I, I remember when I was in school, I was at the Citadel for a year. When I graduated from the University of South Carolina, I was at the Citadel for a year. And while there, I was working in hospitality management. So I had been in hotels from the time I was 15 years old to 22. And okay. I had worked my way up from being a server and busboy in the kitchen to front office manager. 
And it was one of those things that I had a whole hospitality career going on while I was getting my psychology going on. More. It's more. (laughs) It's one of those things that, you know, I call myself the trigger man. Like, if I get a whiff of an interest of something that I'm actually good at, I'm going to school myself in that and become SME as much as I possibly can. Because for me, I got hopefully a whole life to live in front of me. And should I be around when, I want to make sure that I can do things that I enjoy doing. Or I have the capacity not to have to start from scratch from a career aspect. I can just tap back into my goodie bag of something that I did way when and still be an asset or support structure to something. You know, Um, we're all a space and time going through this whole journey. So for me, it doesn't really matter what you get into or what you don't do, how much money you acquire, what you don't acquire, the goals you check off or not check off. Are you present? So for me, tapping into my tree is about being present. And I don't put a timestamp on it because, you know, for those 10 years, I was on the track to be a general manager of a hotel and one day own my own boutique. That was my goal. You know, it wasn't until I got to about 23 and I realized uh, I moved, I I was at Citadel, you know, and first year of my master's program in counseling. And I was back in Charleston, South Carolina and I was graduated and I was literally at my hotel one day looking outside of the window on the water. um, And I said to myself, I got to go, literally. Um, My whole family is still down there. Um, It just hit me like a bag of bricks that, I can't stay here. And I didn't have a game plan whatsoever, but I knew that if I trusted myself because this mind never stopped, stopped thinking, I could figure it out. And that's pretty much how I like relocated to DC, got into University District of Columbia in their counseling program. By the time I was doing all that, I kind of had an essence that I really wanted to start going down the helping profession route. And I wasn't going to stop going back to my dream of my high school piece until I became a, a licensed and certified counselor to be an actual therapist. You know, it was like, I wanted to finish something. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to do it. I didn't want to just be in a space, you know, doing practicums. And I wanted to have my board certification and I wanted to have my licensure. And so that started like a whole seven year journey of right. me going that route, doing the hours and seeing it all the way through. Um, you would say that you would say like, OK, uh, hip, like why do all that if you're not trying to become the next, you know, Dr. Phil or you're not whoever. I don't know. For me, it was like finishing what I started. That's what I realized because again, like I said earlier, since I was 17, I already knew like, kind of knew what I had going on, like with the channeling and the communication piece. So it wasn't about me trying to prove myself for certification. It wasn't wasn't about me trying to become something that I was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I started working my mind backwards a little bit and taking some of the walls off of like how we put ourselves into this box when we go become certified as that being our only identity. And then everything else takes a back seat when we have to work it backwards. We need to open everything up to us and understand that you're operating on a tool belt, right? And at okay. any given time, you need to pull out a certain tool. It might be a season for you to be doing therapy work. It might be a season for you to be doing coaching work. It might be a season for you to be straight in entrepreneurial mindset of like, how do I branch my business off to be X, Y, Z and give yourself permission to evolve? So that's all I did. I did that at a very early age. So I gave myself permission to say, all right, what do you want to do? So while I was doing hotel management and I was 24 years old, sitting at the round table with 50 year olds, bossing, right? Right. <laughs> you know, on that track to become that, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Well, actually I had a professor in my master's program. She made me do a career development analysis one day and we had to write out this long two page thing about what, what we're, where we're taking our skills. And yeah. it hit me like, I got to get up out of this industry because if I am to become a therapist, I need to be in it. I need to be in it yeah. fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I that's where the switch happened from where I went to from working in hospitality and I quit 
that job and uh, took an opportunity working for a private college in DC and got into got into higher ed. So that's the bridge between okay and hotel management and higher ed while doing uh, training to become a therapist. Yeah, it's all happening at the same time. And so <laughs> never knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is why we interview to 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 go into that depth. Yeah, it's important though because I always say, particularly in this age, you know, social media and things like that, and it's no one's fault. But people get the introduction at the end or in the right. middle. They don't get it at the beginning, and there's so much lost in that. And I appreciate these platforms to kind of just talk and share because there aren't many times I even take myself to my own reflection. I just get in go mode, man. Yeah, you, yeah, same, <laughs> you know? same. You forget. You like. Oh, snap. We're checking off. Yeah, we're checking off the list, you know. Right, right. That's just, that's just how I've trained myself. But I, I took an opportunity as a, a admissions counselor for this private college, actually. And um, I got hired there because the, 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 the guy at the time who was a manager saw I had a psychology background. He thought I'd be a good good fit to kind of talk people into school. And yeah. so he opened my mind up to, like, literally by hiring me, like, oh. So although I got you know, I'm in this therapy track, those things are operationally transferable to like organizational mm. psychology and some okay. other space industrial psychology where okay. even though we get exposed to those things in our program there's not a heavy emphasis on going beyond becoming a clinician right it's not yeah the field, yeah the field says we need you and i think we stop with that acceptance that like well you're right i'm black or i'm a minority and you know what they do need more men we get like onus to that and we stay right there <laughs> for the for the culture um oh you really, talking boy you talking i'm just saying i'm just talking what i've lived and this is how i got to the freedom of saying like you know i'll never stop being a clinician that's why i always say former because i want people to understand like i'm not licensed um by choice because again as i talked to you about like i don't want to be hold to you know the board's standard of how i reach someone because in today's age and time post-pandemic those things they are operationally savvy, but we got to get a little creative and we don't want to have to worry about, you know, those kind of confinements, HIPAA and things like that, that keeps us bound from like really meeting somebody where they are. And that's, 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 that's how I work my work. That's how I do my coaching. When we talk about self-equity coaching, I'm meeting you where you are based on what you got going on inside you. And it's usually about not getting to the depths of where you've been, but it's more so about talking about where you are and where you want to go and really mm. aligning you to who you are even those areas that you might have buried inside you for however long, even if someone told you that they weren't important or you shouldn't focus on that, you should do this. I go back and trigger all that stuff <laughs> because mm -hmm. I want you to put your pie together. And I want you to accept the fact that you are everything. You are an entrepreneur, you are a clinician, you are a mother, you are a barber, you are all these things that we usually follow the societal paradigm of like education, career, career, entrepreneurship, yeah. entrepreneurship or career or both, and then success. And that's not reality. It's really not. You'll have sad days where you're going to get let down of realizing that if one of those things get off task from what you subscribe to, you're going to have a, a breakdown and you're going to not know what to do because you haven't given yourself the fluidity to be able to pivot and smile and pivot and trust the fact that all the things inside you are for a reason. Hip, that's why I love. That's why I love this 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 dialogue and this conversation. You know, the, the the way you say that, you break that down. You know, the conversation I had today on my live was talking about what's next for the 10, 15 years. 
I've always struggled with the, the, the connotation of being called a therapist, right? And never seen myself in private practice, right? Until, you know, it happened. I didn't call myself a therapist until probably a couple months ago, even with the license. And struggling with embodying all the other elements of me. I'm not just a therapist in the LCSW. You know, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I like sneakers, I like cars, I like coffee. I like to chill, I like to vibe. I like these things, but for some reason, when you when you start these journeys on the degrees, doctorates, whatever field it is, you start to turn into just that credential, just that degree. And I've seen it so much in my field, one of my past workplaces where my colleagues, all they would do was eat, breathe, and live the position. And I'm like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sit here and be 24-7 for this position, making this X amount of money when there are other facets of me that make me who I am, right? But, you know, when you take on these tracks of going to, you know, get the licensure and, and going through private practice, getting therapists, it's so easy to get lost, especially if you're not making the income you want to make to make it happen. You feel what I'm saying? And so it's interesting that you you bring that up and we having this conversation today because this stuff has been heavy on my mind for the past couple of weeks, you know, about how to integrate. And is this, is, is this it? Or is it something else? And this is a part of, so this is just a small piece of the bigger overall vision. The answer. You just said the answer. Now, anybody that's watching, I hope you heard what he just said. Like, it is just a small piece of the bigger vision. Like, you didn't get here by waking up out of your mother's womb by saying you're going to be a clinician. That was a developing process that you understood likeness to certain things that spoke to you, and you decided to figure out what the path was to get there. That's life, period. This right. season that you're in is what's needed to provide for your family, for you to develop your identity and become a professional. For you to actually reflect to yourself that all the things you've done to this point is worth something and you are building and hopefully leaving a legacy based on purpose. You know, it's not for not. And I want to say that to everyone out here, like, it's not not for not for you to go the path that you're going and say that it's the one path that's designated for your success. All I'm encouraging is give yourself the freedom to be professionally diverse and personally diverse and give those spaces platforms because... You know, you couldn't tell me by the end of that. I, I remember I took a picture of myself and I got my licensure, that I passed my licensure and with the scores in the mail. And I was literally sitting in my room with the picture. And I think I posted this back in old school Facebook. I posted it on Facebook, talked about my seven-year journey. And after I did the post, I sat there and I was empty. Mm. And it should have been a good empty of like, whoa, I made it. But I was just kind of like, okay, now what? You know, I was already working in the field, right? Um, because... Yeah. I had that moment of self-discovery of like, bro, okay, check, you're done with that. Now what else do you want to do and allow myself to start venturing that way mentally? Because I think for, for most of us following that script, we, we, we align ourselves to the safety net of like A plus B equals C when the alphabet has 26 languages, I mean, it's 26 letters, okay? The formula doesn't have to just be A plus B equals C. Hell, A plus B could equals Y if that's your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's allowing yourself to say, and that's okay. And so I like to think the epitome of like, when I realized that I was empty and I was just kind of like, uh, I knew I wasn't going to be practicing as a clinician because I already started to talk within myself about building my business structure in terms of hip enterprise and what it wanted to be. And initially it started out, I wanted to be able to help build other coaches 
to build their own businesses, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And as it's 12, 13 years later, and I'm just now starting to get into that. So the concept has gone through so many iterations of yeah. what I would want to do by just pulling out all of my natural abilities, though. So I wanted to have a company that was based on my natural abilities where people can see how it looks to align yourself to who you are, not necessarily a title, not necessarily a credential, not necessarily your degrees as your essence. You know, I got four degrees. Mm-hmm. And I did that on purpose because I wanted all of them, right? right. It wasn't really a notion as to why, but, you know, getting my, my master's, I wanted to become a therapist. That was a goal. Getting my doctorate, I initially started that program, wanted to become a, a president of a community college, you know? And it ain't off my bucket list, right? I just decided right. that after my first class, that ain't what we're doing. You know, I don't necessarily want to be in that space right now in my life, but I wanted to have the ammunition to the point where I'm ready, me, hear me, I, me, those I pronouns, right? Yeah. Not them, they telling me when I'm ready to decide to evolve, I have the ammunition I need to do so. And that's the golden rule, I think, of dichotomizing your gifts and talents for whatever space you're working in in your life. Make sure that you are in control of navigating those, those avenues and not the other way around. Because I've worked with clients in my own company, you know, making six figures and great careers internally miserable because they don't have any control of the reins of their livelihood, you know, and there are other things, you know, they got event planning businesses inside of them that they've talked to me about. They have other aspirations, things they want to do, but are feared from going off script. And I think for me is driving people to become crazy within themselves and take the biggest risk of their lives just to trust them. That is it. Take the biggest risk to trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh man, okay, this is this, yeah, this is it, this is it. You know, what's what's interesting about that is it's going against the concept of the structure, the nearest path that we're supposed to take when we get into our certain career paths and we're supposed to go this way. And that, okay, you take this risk. Why are you taking this risk when you have this terminal degree and this licensure? You need to go this way and then you can go and venture off into other stuff and you got to get these years upon you. But I felt the same way when I got my license. It took me three times to get this stupid license, almost $900 to pay for these, this thing. I finally passed it, and then I put it, I got home, it was happy, I felt so much <laughs> off my shoulder, put the paper on the refrigerator, it, as a matter of fact, it's still there, put it on the refrigerator, and was like, dang, it's over. But what's next? What happened? The job wouldn't give me a pay raise for the licensure. I had to prove to them that I deserved that pay raise. Um, I thought all these agencies and businesses would be calling me because I got the licensure now. Not the case. And then it was just like, well, if y'all are not going to do that and I'm not going to get this, I'm going to do it myself. And so we jump out into private practice in June. Not knowing where's what's going to happen, what's going on, but jump out in private practice in June and haven't missed a beat. Haven't missed a beat. Have time and opportunity. I wouldn't be doing this podcast interview with you if I didn't make that that jump. Let it be clear. Let it be clear to folks that it's Friday, September 3rd at 11.43 a.m. Eastern Standard Time that you are accessible with your day. <laughs> you are my third. You are my second call of the day. Okay. Yeah. You know? I got more calls for the rest of it. I don't work on Fridays. And I get to have conversations and do podcasts, interviews, 
you know, all these things that I love that helps me be creative and get stuff out. Because I took that time and leap to, like you said, bet on myself. Be clear though, and I want people to get me on this too. It's not really about we talk about leaf. I think, and I'm I'm, I'm being forward with your, your dialogue. Not necessarily saying quit your job, become an entrepreneur, do all those things. I want to be right. clear. About that. <laughs> I'm talking to someone who who has. I have my own company. Um, also, I contract with companies. Mm-hmm. Also, I love platforms. So it's kind of like you know, I'm not going to be my only sole avenue to present me as an opportunity or option for someone, you know, but that's just me grooming myself for years of real life. I can do those things. Yeah. I can check those boxes off. Yeah. But it goes back to me knowing what I want. And for me, it's again, giving myself the freedom to say, what do I want my days to look like? All right. For some folks out there, they got 24 hours in a day, 12 of those hours need to be sleep. And I respect them. Right. <laughs> and you got some folks out there who burn them in oil. You know, um, I'm one, you know, because I live on a philosophy that's 24 plus seven, which means that I get done when I need to get done when I need to get it done. That's me right. popping up at three o'clock in the morning. I've given myself a pass to allow my day to be a continuum, even if it goes into the next day, because it's about getting things done and I can build sleep in when I need it versus when I have to do it or part of the system when we're supposed to do it. And I'm not saying I don't get my rest, you know, I get my rest, but mm-hmm. to Gary's point is strategize, you know, it's strategize. You know, I, I will always love working for com- great companies who are looking for some, someone that has what I has. And I've been able to build my lane, you know, going from therapy to becoming a coach, doing some executive coaching to working with organizations and bringing my brand of stuff that started off same way you started out all these years of going down to, sit, to come sit in the office and realizing that I'm not doing this for the rest of my life yeah. and realizing that I can still do it in my relationships. I can still do it with my mentees. I can still do it with my family members and I'm never off. You know, even when I try to be, a, not be a therapist, it never happens because I'm still forced into that space because I do care. Um, at the same time, you know, I've learned over the years how to not do harm to myself and not do harm to those that I don't need to be connected to based on, you know, toxicity and things like that. So it's kind of like, it's never ending, man. You know, um, mm, I think yeah. the bread, the bread base of this dialogue is that I'm going to be a therapist forever because I've been, not only because I've been trained to be one, as I said earlier, I was born one, you know, yeah. um, and my capacity to do that fluidity of communication exchange, but it is important to identify, access, channel, then execute whoever you are and whatever those spaces look like for you. Because again, no one can tell you what's going to make you happy, but you professionally or career oriented wise. Um, and you are not just your credential. Right, I'll say that again. You are not just your credential because mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. for us, I think as minorities, and given our history in this country, it's real. We get tied to success in those things because we were banned from those things. And I respect everyone who has chased it for that. Hell, I've chased it for that. You right. know what I mean? Like at some point, you got to reroute the system, realizing that you do have access. So check. Now with that access, what does that look like for you? For you. And then shape the universe around you. You know, I think that's a, the, one of the biggest pieces mm-hmm. I want to drop on here is that once you identify what it is that you got going on and who you are and 
even if you spent so much time doing X, Y, Z, all is not lost. You know, we just sat on here and said, seven years for me to become a therapist just to say, I don't want to be a therapist. (laughs) 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 Um, Right. Right. So time is going to get wasted, but it's not a waste. I really see it as a discovery zone. You know, Mm -hmm. I spent seven years sharpening my skills so that I could be sitting here on this podcast today, confidently talking about what I'm doing and the things that I'm even forecasting, you know, because, you know, you know, we haven't got to that, but it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm right now working on a coaching education institution because this song and dance, I got to take on the road. That's for me, it's kind of like, that's my next big thing. As I think about legacy, as I think about my lane and how I try to shape the universe to what I'm doing, because I feel like we were all born for that. You know, yeah, yeah it's great to get a job and work and make money, provide for your family and take care of yourself. But your birth was bigger than that. Again, yeah. your birth was bigger than that. The, the moon and the universe where you were born. So right, right. for me, that's something that I can't let just be another thing. I got to make it into something, even if I go crazy doing it, because, you know, we hear that cliche, we, get, we just got a dash, right? We just hear yeah. like, we just hear right here. So I'm after like a 10 page obituary, no facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the way you move. And I'm trying to, you coming to holler at me when I'm gone? You're going to be like, this dude. He did this, I'm he after, did that, he did this. I'm after that. I'm after that because that's what we should do with this life. Maximize it. Maximize it to the fullest. And I think you said something very important too, which is goes against the grain. Um, That made me really, really think about, you know, some certain things in my life. But you said you don't put timestamps on it. You, you'll do it. And if it's not the season, it's not the season. But you still have the door and opportunity to come back when that time comes or when something is available. And that's something that me and my wife had talked about one time with like my car customizing business. She was like, you don't I'm looking at it like, oh, it's done. It's over. I never can do it again. She was like, yeah, but it's done for right now. That doesn't mean you can come down to it later on in 30s, 40s or do it with your, you know, your, your child or something like that. It doesn't mean it's over. And I think that's a wild. Uh, not, it's not wild. It's, it's realistic because. It, it, it doesn't box you in to just one or two things. It gives you the ability to live and exposure and expose yourself to life and those experiences, wherever they are here for this season, this time period, or wherever it's a time off and it needs to come back. I, I love that. I love that. I love that. I'll say this. You married a smart woman, right? Right. <laughs> you right. You know, You're right. You married a smart woman. But let me say this too. Brother, I got like curriculums I built 10 years ago. Right. Um, so that's what I, I like to just drop that seed on people to realize like that are going to serve me in the next phase that I'm about to get into that I don't have to recreate. It just wasn't that season for that. Or I'm a little crazier where I just do stuff and I don't even know, you know, what it's supposed Same. to be for. Right. Same. But I, I get frenzied that way because it comes to me, I got to get it out of me. You know, when I talk yeah. about being empty, it's like, so if I go tomorrow, you know, and this is my last conversation. You heard it here from the horse's mouth that my crazy was my own special kind of crazy. That, yeah, right. That's crazy. You know, what's crazy about that is that same thing. There's stuff I, I wrote out seven years ago that like I wrote like a little after school curriculum. I wrote it out like off the random woke up a Saturday morning and just went through it and it just sat there. I don't even know what to do with it, but it's still there. Um, there's another piece of my brand that I have called Refresh, which I'm calling my office space, where I don't know what it's about. 
it, 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 it encompasses so many things. I, I bought the domain. I, re, I reissued that, you know what I'm saying, to, to buy it. And Refresh is just, it has a logo. And as you see with the link, I said, it's that. I don't know what it's about. I don't know what it's going to, but it's there. And we'll about figure it out as we go. It's about refreshing. You know, listen, yeah. Let me say this too. You don't have to make a thing a mountain, mountain man. <laughs> Like it's about refreshing, okay? Yeah, um, that's what it's about, you know. And the discovery of refreshing in the helping profession as a clinician, you know, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. So I'll give that to you. Let it be about that. Don't put labels and the context and beans to try to give it a professional identity because that's where we go wrong. We burn ourselves out trying to become something that we already are. It already exists. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. give it the space to blossom. All right. Right. Be, let it be refreshing to figure the journey out. You know, like you can play on a thousand things on that, but don't work yourself up to try to say like I'm afraid or I'm feeling some type of way because I don't have those prongs or themes that if I speak it to someone, they're gonna get it. Maybe they're not supposed to get it. Right. You know how many years I've been talking about being a self equity coach, and people now start to understand when I add like you know internal tap talent strength. Oh yeah, but imagine me coming out. I think first it was success coaching. Then I really became my own hypocrite of realizing that success is subjective. So we had to cut that. I had to cut ties with that because it looks different for everybody. So mm -hmm. I went a little deeper and, and, I, and I found self-equity because that's what we're all trying to chase. Really? Yeah. Who are we? What are we worth? What's in us? What's the valuation of ourselves to other people, organizations, and to the things that we say matter to us? So this journey I'm on right now is really about that life work of like, and if I'm in dialogue, whether it's paid or personal, really progressing the communication to next. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I think I started a company because I'll be doing, I'll be like a philosopher and back in the day, I'll be doing this free all day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's like nine o'clock at night, woo, but I'm empty, right? And if the day was done and I was done, well done. You did, I, I'm, yeah. not taking, I'm not taking no residue into tomorrow. We're ready to restart and recharge all over again. And I think that's the space right there of that grace I spoke to earlier. We got to give ourselves like, you can do what you can do in the day. You know, mm. stop stop being a fairy tale about tomorrow because it might not come and you can do nothing about yesterday. It's cemented in the, it's written in the books. Mm -hmm. And so what lives between all of that is fluidity of energy. And that's what excites me that I can be present right now, even in this conversation with you and everything going on around me, seeds that I might've planted or things I might've done five years ago. Someone's being triggered about a memory of me. Something that I'm doing is sowing a seed for a year from now. That's the joy of living. Like yeah. not tied to anything, right? Not tied to what you're trying to chase, not tied to who you think you are, but being, you know, just being. And just it's a scary being. place. It's scary though. It's scary. It's not easy. Um, I get that, but it's doable. Yeah. Just to, the, to exist is scary, you know, and that's because we've been programmed to always be thinking about, you know, the future and planning, but instead of existing and living within the moment with what you have around you, what you got going on. Ooh, yeah. There's some good stuff here, man. This is some good stuff here. Um, and so as we get towards the end, like we didn't have to get to all the other questions. <laughs> too high level. Too high level here. Oh, uh, let me ask you this, Hip. 
you know, what makes you, you probably embodied it this whole entire time since we talked about it, but what makes you more than your credentials? What makes you more than that job titles that you hold right now? What what makes you who you? The risk-taking approach to life that I take in ensuring that every day that I'm here, one, I'm present, and two, that I activate myself in the day. What that looks like essentially is showing up, not just for something that I want to do, um, but, re but realizing that my presence carries weight, not in me being something more than I am, but like I said earlier, your birth was an impact. Like the rooms and environments that you've been in, you've left residue in those spaces and that recharges me to know that, you know, so I don't necessarily need to get the validation per se from a lot of spaces. I know that you're leaving those residues and droplets. And so I use my own self equity, honestly, as my measuring stick and how I gauge everything I've talked about today in terms of sharing that out with everybody else. Like I put myself in my own hot seat, you know, mm. I don't run from the things that I say, I always say to my clients, like, I won't tell you to do anything I wouldn't do. You know, and everything that I'm holding you accountable to is already in my own operation. So we're going to go there because I check myself. So, you know, yeah, that's yeah. that's the space for me. And it's a, it's a, it's a fluid, authentic, transparent space. I, I don't always like it. Right. Um, I don't want to deal with it sometimes, but I think that's the fun in the journey of growth, realizing that to be stretched is to embrace things that are uncomfortable and mm. to and to challenge yourself to be the more that you already see. Mm -hmm. Be the more that you are that you already see. Yeah, be wow. that. Dare yourself to try that. Like, try that. Like, give yourself a chance. You know what I mean? Like, I think we all walk around with insight to our existence in terms of the current place of that, whether it's stagnant, whether it's slow moving, whether it's deteriorating to the lights of it, whether it's on the stage and you're in your excellence and you're in your tech talks, whatever, we get those glimpses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this cliche of tapping in now, like I love that phrase because that's all we have to really do, literally. Give yourself permission to be you. Yeah, absolutely. That's some good sound words, man. Oh man, here, this I knew this was gonna be high level conversation. Someone stepped on the call, man. This is great. This is actually, and it, you know, it's fitting to what I've been talking about and what I've been working through and dealing with myself. So this was helpful for me. Um, and I'm hopeful that it was helpful for our listeners and everybody who tapped in, you know, to the conversation. But this segment at the end, towards the end, I like to give you know, my, my guests my their flowers and stuff like that. And I just said I wanted to appreciate who you are and what you bring to the table your actual um, authenticity and your approach to life and your approach to the career path, how you show up for yourself and how you show up for others. And I think the thought patterns behind how you move and maneuver and how you see purpose and um, passion in other people also shows within yourself about how you go about doing the things that you do as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I love that about you. I love the, the fatherhood piece about you, the husband piece of you about you as well. It's all inspiration. It's all motivational. And I think when I first met you and understood that you had your credentials, but let the license go, right, to do this and still was doing the work and did it in the opposite way, that was just another piece, um, another spark for me in order to pursue the things that I'm pursuing in regards to my practice and my brand and my approach to this thing. Um, so I just wanted to say that I thank you for that 
and sharing those opportunities and sharing those ways of how we can maneuver through this space and still be our authentic selves and bring everything to the table. So I appreciate you, brother, for that, man. Yes, sir. Credentials, being more to your credentials is really about trusting yourself. You know, mm -hmm. those voices in your head, listen to them. You know, uh, the friend that tapped into your soul and said something that triggered your thought that you had five years ago, pay attention to that. You know, yeah. pers pursue that. When someone tells you to itemize yourself into a pie structure and figure out where you land on each of those things that matter to you, build that pie. And lastly, remember that if you build it, they will come. So don't worry about how it's going to be, when will it happen? Like trust you and doing the things that are going to matter for your life and your legacy at some point, you know? Right. At some point, not really focused on today. It's, it's a conundrum though, right? You're talking about being present, living in the moment, but we still have to prepare for tomorrow just in case we're here. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at it. That's how I look at it. Like, balance. You know, balance, you know, balance. balance. You know? So yeah. I appreciate the words, man. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, as I find my own stride and being able to find these platforms and be able these platforms that allow me to uh, unravel, you know, the last decade to 15 years, because I don't even realize it, right? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we did that panel, you know, I was sitting there getting fanfare and I'm like, me? You know, because right. I, I've been in the weeds getting it yeah. done and it was so refreshing, huh, refresh, no pun intended. It was so nah. refreshing <laughs> to have, you know, young adults, approach me and ask questions about mindset and strategy because when you're so in the weeds of it you're just used to doing it and you don't yeah. think about those that are watching and not even those that are behind you coming up who are going to need these utensils to eat well and um i honored that exchange we had um like i said in my eyes you were a boss you know so to hear your humility of like your strides even to the day i think that's the biggest and best part of that experience is that we all are still discovering, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's yeah. always gonna be a notch up or a notch down, but as long as the belt keeps getting holes in it, can't lose. Right, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's some sound wisdom, man. Well, listen, man, you know, Dr. Herman Pryor, we call him Dr. Hip. We appreciate you coming on everybody, relax, man, and dropping those gems and wisdom. I hopeful, I'm hopeful that you know, somebody that may be struggling right now that trying to figure out their, their worth, trying to figure out their passions, trying to figure out where they want to go, whether it's in the field, whether it's the respective other fields of, of life or just, just in personal journeys, that this was a blessing and a healing to them. Um, but Doc, we appreciate you, man. As always, you know, I appreciate you. Um, and thank you for coming on the episode, man. Like I said, we'll get this out there. I, think I got it's some shameless happen. plugs, man. I got some shameless plugs. Can I do Shoot, some shameless I plugs? forgot. Please uh, share everything that you got going on. Um, tell the folks where they can find you and any projects that you got coming up. Um, this is your time. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I thought I'd ask, you know, just because, you know, we, we talked a lot about mental today without saying mental health. But, you know, I think people can get to just particularly following your platform that you're a mental health guru and advocate as well as, about, as I am. And um, my sweat I'm wearing today is from an initiative myself and three beautiful co-founders we founded a few years ago. Actually, that year, 2018 was 2018 was a was a, was an interesting year, man. Very. Um, but it's uh, at Living Proof 619, and really, it's a platform really talking about a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, but it gets into a little bit more deeper depths into strategies, um, pathways, and, and 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 solutions for you to really be able to figure out the depths of some issues and also the progress plans for 
overcoming those issues. So um, this is definitely on IG. You can follow it there. Um, definitely hit hit us, hit us up. You know, if you got questions and the, the platform is just dope. Um, but also, um, if you want to reach me personally or professionally uh, from a consulting or coaching standpoint, you can reach me uh, on my website at www.hipenterprise.com. I'm also on IG at Hip Enterprise LLC. I'm also on IG as at Dr. Hip, um, at Dr. Hip, Dr. Hip underscore HIV, well, Dr. underscore HIV, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. But you pull up Dr. Hip, I'm probably only one, or maybe two of us, but like, um, it's out there. Um, Also on Twitter as well, as Dr. Hip. So um, definitely reach out and connect. Like, I'm in a season right now of pouring, man. I think I've been in this season for a decade, honestly, because I can't help myself, and I just like to see people win. So um, I always got a response if you you reach out, if you want a consultation, or if you want to really just figure out how I can help you support your business or some organizational development constructs, tap in, um, reach out, um, or if you just want to give feedback, you know, from today's uh, talk with with Gary and, uh, you know, just talk about, you know, what you might have... uh, Going, what you might have going on with your face and I'm always a listening ear open um, and I mean that so I appreciate the, the, the plugs uh, G and uh, thank you for the opportunity man yeah absolutely absolutely my bad about that I forgot about it it was so high level I was trying to go in my chair and go <laughs> reflect like God damn it. you know what that's it that's it you know but yeah man Definitely appreciate you um, coming on, man. Thank you for everything, man. Make sure y'all go follow and tap in with him, Living Proof 619. Also, Hip Enterprises, if you need some cons- consultation or anything else that you want to do, man, we appreciate that. But Dr. Hip, as always, man, we appreciate you coming on, man. We thank you. And to, for the listeners, we'll check in next time. See y'all then. <laughs>